You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Guys, welcome to Studio Blank, the anime and manga podcast where you can follow your news, reviews, and views on all things weeb every single week. I'm your host, Paul, with my co-host, Nate and Tim. And this week, we're joined by a very special guest. He happens to be my boss, but that doesn't oh. mean we can't have fun. <laughs> Unfortunate. I forgot. I, I have to leave now. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, welcome Professor Broman, otherwise known as Ben. Um, Hi, I'm Ben. It's... Uh, it, it, this is stoke. I'm so happy to have you on the podcast because it's like this is fun. Baki, like we're gonna talk mm-hmm. all about Baki. We're gonna get through your news real quick because there is some big yeah. news. I'm excited about your news. Mm-hmm. Comfy is the most excited for this first thing, so I'll just let him take it away because he did what I did Ooh. with Legend of Galactic Heroes got announced for a second season. Man, so do you guys ever watch Sword Art Online and you're like, wow, I wish this was good? Well. Now, it will be, hopefully, (laughs) because years later, the original writer of Sword Art decided to go back and rewrite it, but do every single floor and just make it really long and in-depth, and that's getting picked up into an anime. Uh, What is it, Tim? It's 2022? Yep. Yeah. It's coming Uh, out. November 16th. November 16th. November 16th, 2022. Sword Art Online Progressive, which is what it's called, is going to be... Much longer, yep, and have much uh, be a lot more in depth and carry more story, which I'm excited for because the first arc of Sword Art was actually decent as a concept, but it and was then also, it got real bad. It got weird, yeah, and it just kept getting weird. So it I'm excited for it. I'll watch it. So. I have made it very clear on epi- previous episodes of the podcast about how I feel about Sao. Um, but they've told me that this is the only time that SAO has ever been good, so I'll have to give it a shot. <laughs> and if it still sucks, I will never stop flaming anyone that gives SAO a top tier rating because it it just can't be good. So, if this is bad. So Ben, I want to give you some context here, just so you can have some fun. We talk um, about Sword Art Online. Not even just Sword Art Online. <laughs> We're talking about the fact that Sword Art Online, after that first season, basically becomes the rest of Sword Art Online is the final season of Game of Thrones. Mm. Oh, I was going to say, I really like Sword Art Online. I really love how they have a really nice 13 episode story arc and then, then, and then stop making anything after that. Dude, same. See, he gets favorite. it. He gets it, yeah. guys. I fucking, I, I watched all, thir- I watched 13 episodes like, oh my God, this is great. They're evolving the game world. There's so many interesting things they can do. What the fuck? Oh, slime people? Like, they have, like, sl- they're slime people. And I like, what are they doing to these other people? They're harvesting them. I don't know. This is uh, not what I signed up for. I hate it. And, uh, yeah. Cool, yeah. That's yeah. basically it. That's how I felt. And also, I was like to- so sold on like you need to like get all the way through the tower to the, and then they just yeah, abandoned yeah. that. Yeah. Come on. So that's why we're excited for progressive. Yeah. yeah okay. So he's doing all this like that. Fix all of that. Yes. He's going oh, through what, what's the first book you said, Comfy? The first two books are like what? Well, one book per level of the per floor of the tower. Okay. Is how he's uh, writing it. I think he's six books in so far. That's good. We'll, oh, we'll get good. some good story then. Because that means it's actually long. Oh, no. Now, to be fair, I will point this out for you, Ben. Um, yep. 
Not everybody liked it, but I happen to enjoy Alicization, which is the latest arc that they put into the anime. Everything else up until Alicization is real, real bad. And then you can watch Alicization. Okay. You can be like, I get it. It's not that but bad. It's I pretty like interesting. Gale. Okay, Stop. so my, my only opinions on Alicization are if SAO, like original, is the bar of what is good in SAO, it's like Gungale and then Alicization, but the rest of anime is like here. So <laughs> that's hey, hey, like Alicization those is the would best be SAO. Really mad if they but... could read. <laughs> I just I don't like I I feel like it takes the rest of the world seriously instead of memeing itself to death. Like Alicization has like a bunch of like real world implications, and knowing you, Ben, like jumping into the world of like what would it mean if we built a true ai from the ground up inside of a system that like allows it to be an actual sentient ai and then mm -hmm. what's the process to take that outside and allow it to become like a living being in the real world like that's basically the story arc of alicization even if it's not okay. like the best thing so like i feel like you'd enjoy it at a very base level of enjoyment so again sao alicization is the best SAO content they've ever released. The bar's not very high, <laughs> but it is the best. Hmm. That, that's fair. That's fair. I will openly admit that. So, uh, other news, real quick. Tim, this is, this is yours, because you got the, like, the next three things. Oh, God. Okay. So, Horamiya, which is just, it's just really cute shoujo bullshit. Honestly, like, if you're just, if you're having a bad day and you need to have the warm fuzzies horamia will be great it's it's premiering in january um i'm excited it's it, not my clover something it's not my clover work yeah and clover works always does a good job yeah. except when they don't but when they do it's great <laughs> well but what, what's just about is it just slice of life garbage like yeah it's, it's just it's at the, in the end of the day that's really what it is um <laughs> slice of life garbage huh Ooh, yeah not a fan not a fan of slice of life no oh, no we listen, love slice of I life can, we can love okay, garbage okay. it doesn't stop it from being trash <laughs> Okay. Exactly. Okay. See, okay. that's in. Well, to be fair, okay. in the in the anime world, it's kind of if you you can have the shonen sluts where all they do is watch Naruto and One Piece, and they just live and die by it's got to be a tournament arc. The, the guy's got to be the underdog, and he's got to train really hard, and then he's got to beat the villain, and then the villain's got to be just a little bit better than him. Ben, it's okay but, being shown in friendship. It's okay. It's power friendship. Dope. Yeah, I get it, dude. 100%. Keep going. Exactly. What's the we name? Quit teasing me. What is the name of this one that you're talking about? Yes. The answer is shown in anime. I've never heard of this ever before. I've never heard of this you're style of entertainment. They can yell and become stronger? Ah. ah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, and that's totally okay. There's the people that absolutely love isekai, which is the I was transported to another world genre. SAO is isekai. Yep. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, totally. Yes. I didn't um, even know that was a thing. Yes, that's an entire Oops. genre. That, that, that's an entire yeah. genre, and everyone has decided as a group that it's garbage. And it's okay to be isekai trash. But doesn't everybody but it, like the, the slime one where the guy's the slime? <laughs> yes, actually, yes, everybody it's loves so slime. so good. <laughs> Again, <laughs> just because there's a diamond in the rough does not mean the whole thing isn't garbage. I'm just, saying, not the rule. I'm just pointing out what little I know about these things. <laughs> to, like, to be I'd, fair, the slime one was actually really, really good. The slime one was real good. So was Rising of a Shield Hero. All right. Yeah. I'm going to... 
mess up whatever your flow is. I need you because I trust you to yes. tell me why the slime one is good and also what its actual name is. The actual name is uh, that time I was reincarnated as a slime. That's what I thought. I thought it was yes. bullshit. Long ass name. Okay. Yes. That's also a trope of Isekai is just long names for no apparent reason. That is just very I specific know. to exactly what it oh, is. Oh, that's part of the meme. Oh, yes. I got yes. it. So like the rising of a shield hero is like a later. longer name than should necessarily I'm, be ready. But like because it's the rising of the shield hero, it's the whole name. So I like, want to make sure that that's Isekai cheat name. magician. Like that's not really a long you, name, except for the fact that it's absolutely garbage in everything that it exists because it takes all of the tropes and does them all badly. Got it. <laughs> Do you love your mom and her two hit multi-target attacks? Yep, that's that's one. Yep, that one exists. That's that's an anime. Yeah, yeah, that's the, an actual the, anime. That's an actual yeah, anime. This, this dude and his mom go into an M M M M M O R P G where it's like about it's, moms trying to make their sons feel better about being i don't even remember useless i watched okay I watched, you know what yeah masculine. how about, how about I this way the first two I'll, episodes. Just, <laughs> I'll just give you the 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 short version that everyone calls it they just call it the milf sakai yeah so that should the, give you a general does, idea of, so so do the moms fight each other yes <laughs> yes for the kids yes. actually and kind of and they're way more powerful than their kids too <laughs> <laughs> but it's supposed to help these poor soul damaged impotent. I need to remember what did M M M M O R P G stand for? It's, they don't there's feel a like they have any in power in their life. Yes, basically. <laughs> you know what? Let's get back to the news while, while mom's uh, Nate massively looks. maternal multiplayer making up with offspring role playing game. <laughs> that's what it. God, was that's messed up, man. So like these kids have bad self esteem. <laughs> Yeah. And low yeah. levels of personal agency. And so instead of learning how to be better, they just say, Mommy, take me to this video game. No, no, no. No, no, no. They have no choice. There. Yes. Oh, they get Again. dragged in there. Yeah. Yes. That's oh, why that's it's an isekai. Funny. That's why it's an <laughs> that's isekai. That's kind of funny. Oh, oh, because it can't be a choice. I get it. Okay. Basically. Nice play on the genre person who wrote that. I respect your work. I know all of it, like other thing. <laughs> So that's that's your isekai. Then what else is there? Like, um, fate, shoujo. Well, sh well like, okay, that's true. Et well, there's et there's etchy. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, how do I describe Tim, etchy? Explain as your favorite genre. It's not my favorite genre. Shut the fuck up. It is my second favorite genre. <laughs> <laughs> uh, etchy is the best way to describe it. Is it's either lewd or hentai light. Um. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically. It really it. depends. Um. Depends how far they're willing to push the boundaries, um, and I the further see. they push it, the less I enjoy the show. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Yeah. And then, like, it, so she, yeah, go ahead. Light etchy is usually funny because it's like you get that little bit of fan service where, like, and this is something that I hate in this one show, but it is sometimes funny in others. In Fire Force, you have a character. Her name is uh, Maki. Not Maki. Not um, Maki. Oh, Tamaki, Tamaki, yeah, Tamaki. Uh, she has what's known as the lucky lecher lure. Basically, she like falls out of her clothes regularly and just falls or they on burn top off, of guys. or they burn off, or they oh, burn man, off, or I whatever. Hate it when that happens, it's it's fan <laughs> service. Like it's really like it sometimes takes you out of the fight, but it can be very good comic relief. I get it. Yeah, that's hot. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the fire that burned the clothes off. <laughs> oh my god. 
Um, and then no, what, I get it. I get it. I get what's, it. What's, I get. What's the time. other big? What's the other? What the? What's the other big genre? We have like Isekai, uh, Shonen. We have Isekai. We have Shonen. We have Slice of Life. Slice of Life. I guess Slice of Life is the last like big well, genre. Yeah, Slice of Life is your basic everyday like. If Friends were an anime, it would be Slice of Life. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Now, what about maybe this is a subgenre of the ones you described, and I'm dumb, but like uh, when I was growing up, it's like everybody had harems everywhere. Isn't that oh, a genre? Harem anime. Harem, harem is <laughs> like, kind of that's like, like a subgenre. It depends. Okay, on, yeah. Like, like it, it like you I can know have subgenre. Eat it, people who think I don't know about anime. <laughs> you can have like you can have like a slice of I life knew that like about is a harem. <laughs> you can have like a slice of life that's like a subgenre of a harem where it's just like cutesy like. One guy ends up living with like six nah, girls, and like there was that end- one on Toonami where the dude was like in space, and like everybody was he was what the fuck was that called? Um, I don't know, but I'm intrigued. I want to know now. <laughs> oh my god, no! Uh, oh, I hate it. No, I just had the idea. Mm, I know it's not Tiger it? Cats, but <laughs> no, it's not, dude. Are we talking about about SWAT cats? I was I was actually making a reference to Thundercats. This, this is clearly uh, a thund- this is all Thundercats. <laughs> this is a Thundercats wait, podcast. Wait, it was now? all Thundercats. <laughs> always it's has always been. been. Uh, nah, I, it was fucking goddamn it. Um, this happens to me all the time. Uh, Muchi Tenyo, <laughs> Poppins says. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tenshi Muyo. Yeah, yeah, or whatever. However you fucking say it, I probably said it wrong. I mean, that's okay. that's fine. I probably would Muchi say Tenyo. it wrong myself. I don't think I've ever seen this. I have definitely never seen this. This is one that I'm not familiar with. I kind of I don't I have no idea. Uh Tenshi Muyo, not, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, that was the one. Oh, yeah. No, this definitely I didn't know what I was watching. I was just like, "Damn, he's in space. All these chicks is helping him kick ass in space. This is dope." And then later, I was like, "Oh, that's right." The, okay, 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 okay. So, it's, it's, so Tim, it's harem shonen. This no, 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 is no, everything no. that everyone has ever needed in their life. Tim, Tim, Tim. It just looks like if you put Inuyasha in space and then gave it the the, the, the darling in the Franks treatment. That's literally all oh, it looks like. No, making it end poorly. No, Don't, that's a trigger treatment. Get... <laughs> that's a trigger treatment. That's not a darling in the Franks treatment. I, I was mean, talking about, I was talking definitely about, did that. I was talking Darlene. about groups of children fighting space aliens. Oh, okay. For an ulterior <laughs> motive. That, that's just anime. <laughs> I mean, kind of. <laughs> Sorry. You're not wrong. You, you caught anyway. me off guard. <laughs> um, we should explain the trigger treatment to Ben just so yes, that he please. is aware of the joke. Okay. Um, so, no, tri- no trigger, the trigger treatment is the Game of Thrones, except just in anime. Trigger treatment yeah, is Game um, of Thrones, but in anime. Okay. So, Studio Trigger has a, uh, a tendency to write a really great story and present it great in the first half and then just absolutely fuck it up in the second. Like, oh. do, like somebody decided halfway through to take a tab of LSD, um, <laughs> waited for it to activate, and then halfway through their, their trip decided to write the rest of the story. Um, Basically. And it happens all the time with almost every show they put out. So it's the trigger treatment. So. <sighs> Trigger's been doing that since before uh, Game of Thrones started, so Game of Thrones got a trigger treatment yeah. from HBO. Yes. Mm. It's really frustrating. So, or George R.R. R. Martin, whoever decided what that ending was going to I be. I don't. Yeah. 
why why was it so bad anyway we're gonna we're gonna get the last two pieces in yours real quick and then we'll just like keep going wherever we're going yeah i'm gonna do bullet points bullet points bullet point number one uh fruit basket the anime is getting its final season in 2021 there's a lot of stuff coming if you guys have been reading the manga you should know what's going on and be excited otherwise like fruit basket super cute super wholesome super zodiac members tldr for ben I want you to imagine That's a world. That's the one where if the dude gets hugged, he turns into something. Yes. 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 Bam. <laughs> not, did, not, I, did I fucking surprise <laughs> you? He knows more about the anime than I do. <laughs> That's because you don't watch it. Good yeah, enough for me. Yeah, <laughs> buddy. Nah, Sam used to watch that shit. And really? He told, he t- I was like, told me about it one day and he told me like a bunch of it. Yeah, so they remade it. Story. So, so okay, they remade so it. So they're remaking it, okay, and then they got okay. a second season, which was all original that they hadn't done from back in the early two thousands. And then that, like, this is the final third season, which is the final arc of of the uh, of the original Fruit Basket anime. So, or the original manga. Yeah, it's uh, right. Um, I've read the manga. It's great. It's the wholesome. ending is gonna is the most wholesome thing you'll see all year. So just uh, go watch it. Yep. And then finally. <clears throat> Part of the reason we're here today. Hanmabaki, Son of Ogre, is finally getting adapted by Netflix as their third part. I guess fourth part, I guess. The tournament arc count is up. It's it's a third part. That that was part of of Baki on Netflix. Final third part is getting um, adapted where uh, Baki finally fights big old dad. Yeah, he fights Ujuro. So... We're gonna, yeah. We're gonna like. I'm take, excited. <laughs> take a moment and go. That's the end of our. That's the end of our. Our. Okay. Our news. So like. That's the end of news. Let's just go. Let's just jump let's into just it. Go. Baki. Okay. Hit me with all of the Baki because like I read up on the old stuff and then we watched all okay. the Netflix stuff and like yeah. holy crap. So watching the Netflix stuff's awesome. Like we were talking about earlier, there yeah. are a, a number of fight scenes where they tried really hard. With some of the new 3D technology, and I was really sad for those fights because I was like, these would have been great to see <laughs> in a way that didn't hurt my eyes. But, um, but, but I have to watch it because I need to know how you're going to fight this guy. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so I actually got introduced to Baki by my college roommate. Um, and he, we watched the, the first two seasons. And he was like, you got to watch this shit. And I was like, what is it? And he's like, it's crazy. It's like all these people fucking fighting and they're all Kung Fu masters and you're going to, it's wild. And I was like, okay. And he's like, also the main character in the beginning, he's like 13, but he's fucking jacked and he kicks <laughs> everyone's ass. And I was like, okay, I'm like super in. Um, so, so that was, uh, God, that was a while ago. Uh, but yeah, so I, I really, I enjoyed watching it. It was like kind of complete nonsense, but it's a really solid tournament anime. And, yes. um, I, I've read the manga as well. The, the guy that, that, you know, draws, draws it. He has a very deep passion for the fighting styles that he represents. Like he does crazy amounts of research. Um, and like, if you, if you watch the show or if you read the manga, you can really tell like this guy's an expert at figure drawing and like all this other cool shit. Right. Yep. So I like, I find, I find it really interesting how, you know, there's ass loads of tournament animes out there and there's fuck tons of fighting anime. And I watched a lot of it in my life. Um, (laughs) 
But this was the first time where I actually felt like there was enough of the real mixed in with everything that I, I connected with all of the characters on like a really human level. In the beginning, right. things aren't as like um, the first Ridiculous. one they put on. Well, the first one they put on Netflix is after like that's when everyone is like at like Baki has been through both of the tournaments. He's been through the underground tournament and the maximum tournament. And so you've kind of seen his growth through fighting very traditional combat, um, you know, from fighting the best gang street fighter in the fucking tournament who like breaks his own arm and tries to beat someone to death with it. Like just, yeah. you know, crazy shit. Um, uh, but like, you know, so you see him fight through like people who are like brawlers and there's not like a lot of this supernatural kind of like, yeah crossing the line a little bit on human ability like everyone's a little bit superhuman type stuff that's kind of what they introduced right when the netflix series starts but what hooked me on it in the beginning was you know there's exceptionalism in the show like baki's dad is like the most perfect fighter in the entire world down to like an anatomical level and that's why like baki's the like only hope that people have to ever get that motherfucker under control because folks yeah. are fucking scared of him. Um, and they have every fucking right to be. Uh, <laughs> and like, yeah. Uh, so so you see Baki go from from this like this this kid who is just like a whiny little baby to somebody who actually has self-confidence. And, you know, he beats his brother at the end of the second tournament. Yeah. And you meet you meet Jack again. Uh, after he's had height surgery, holy fucking shit, um, which is nuts. Uh, I, I yeah, sat there like, and was like, whoa, 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 you did what now? Like, how yeah, does that yeah. exist? Like, my yeah, bones that actually, like, let me just stretch. That, is that actually a that, thing? <laughs> yes, that is actually a thing. No, um, bone bone lengthening surgery is 100 percent a thing. Um, so that's again like that is. I think it's really interesting because the other thing that they do when they're writing the show is they start introducing this stuff that's like this insane application of real world technology to again yeah. like enhance the narrative but make it feel real. Like I feel like all of us could probably think of one person who's batshit crazy enough to be like, you know what? If all my bones were two inches longer, I bet I could win every fucking fight I got into. You have any idea how much more muscle I could put on? Like, you know, so so you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah all right. Jack got emotionally scarred by having his little brother beat his ass hard at the at the tournament in front of their dad. Um, so that's so pretty like, emotionally you know, scarring in all honesty. Oh, like, yeah. No, like, oh, big God, brother. Okay, like, like, who? I mean, like Jack, I mean, in the tournament, Jack's bigger than than Baki as well. So right. like there, there's the at the end, like it's just nuts. Like you really it was the f that's why I really wish the first two seasons were on Netflix, because there's quite a few times where they do a good job pulling off the oh, 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 shit. Like, is he about to, like, lose the tournament and this whole show is going to go in a direction I'm not expecting? <laughs> like, um, like that. So, yeah, like th that fight's really good. So that's what made me kind of like fall in love with it. And then the fact that the Netflix series came out and it was like, oh, by the way, we're going to do all the wild ass bullshit, too. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I got super excited. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of like what got me really interested in it. The other thing that's really 
interesting to me is they do a good job in the first and second season of making certain people villains like, um, <clears throat> oh, my God, uh, this is great. This is why I said I was going to look up. Yeah. Um, I'm just like trying to remember because I've seen a little bit of original Baki. Um, mm-hmm. But it's been a long time. And like, I remember the f- I think there was a fight with Kao. Kaoru Hanayama, the the gang boss, like yeah, yeah, there was, yeah, and oh, I remember totally. them making him out as a quite the villain, and then in the new series it was like, oh okay, he is just as scary, if not scarier, but at least he's on Baki's side this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, who does he yeah, fight? Yeah. Who does he fight? In he the... fights Spec. Yeah, he fights Spec, and like he just. Oh. That entire fight scene. He pulls his shirt off and so is like, ridiculous. sup, I am the gang leader with the baddest tattoo. Well, oh, by the way, let me remind you that I can't have it until blood's been spilled. Oh, oh my god. Oh, you're talking about Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yo, yeah. Yo, you're, um yeah, yeah, yeah. So they he was definitely when he was introduced, he's actually one of the first people Baki fights when he's like 13 like uh he gets i think i think i can't remember the narrative leading up to it but he gets like super pissed off at his training and he like he just or he just gets back from some training and he's like ready to fuck someone up so he's like who's the fucking strongest person in town right now and it's that motherfucker and so he goes to fight him and he is getting he's getting his fucking ass whooped um yeah kayuro uh hanayama is the first guy he fights. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so he's like his whole thing. And the fucking first thing is his grip strengths fucking nuts. Right. And they kind of allude to it later, but Oh no. The, in the first. Yeah. So anyway, to beat him, Baki breaks, he he's like trying to fight him. He's getting his ass kicked and he's like, Oh shit. And he fucking breaks every one of his fingers one by one while they're fighting, like counter punching when he's trying to get him. And it's fucking so cool. And then he's like, Oh my God, I can't. And then he just whoops his giant ass. And it's fucking cool. You're like, yeah, yeah. Again, I was like, there's no way he's beating this giant motherfucker. Guy's a mountain. Um, but he figures it out. And then, yeah, his fight against Spec is f- absurd. Yeah. I love the fact that when they do the fight against Spec, the second half of it is told as a flashback of somebody that watched it happen. Yes. And you're like, holy shit. This guy had to. <laughs> Be there, survive the car getting flipped, and not get killed in the process of everything else that was going on. Yeah. <laughs> I, and you're I, just like, the way he tells the story, you're like, okay, so Hanayama's dead. There's no way this is... No, no, okay, Spec is dead. There's no way. Uh, and oh, okay. <laughs> and it nobody's just keeps going. <laughs> and by the time you get to the end of it, you're like, okay, but... <laughs> okay, Somebody's still next? alive. They somebody, were, somebody has uh, to be alive. They both came out of that fight looking haggard, like they were. Hanayama's uh, entire cheeks are just gone. Yeah, he doesn't have a like, face the rest of the yeah. series. He is still like this. He wore, the whole he time. wore his mask though. It's he true. He man, always wears wears his wore mask. his mask. Props yeah, to oh the my man. God. <laughs> be like yeah, Hanayama. I bet that was. I, yeah, I bet that's a big win. Like in context, now you're like that motherfucker wore the mask first. <laughs> he, knew. he knew. He knew. He knew. Um, I yeah, think. So, I, I don't know. I really loved the fight. Um, 
when Baki's fighting. Uh, who's the who's the Spec Ops guy from the U.S. who like has all the implants and stuff? Totally forgot his name. Starts with a Y. Oh, Doyle. 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 Like that. Like he's just like I don't know, man. Like you tell me. Like I guess we're fighting, but like you know, oops. Oh yeah. Oops. I have I, knife I, hands. Oops. Hands let me knives. let me just like accidentally shoot you. <laughs> Or, or stab you with a blade that's in my elbow. I like his mentality oh, yeah. of, I can be the perfect weapon if I just simply duct tape weapons to myself. <laughs> let's just, yeah, let's right. just go in. Let's like, it's like oh, cool. knife hands. Knife hands? Yeah. How about I just have bombs strapped to my chest? I have plastic explosives on my chest. That's fine. Yeah. I just, yeah, I, I, I was, I'm like, <laughs> ha. I, I was not a huge fan of Doyle as uh, really? I was like, I don't dig, I don't dig on Doyle. Well, I like, I mean, he's interesting. Yeah. Like, he, he's as a plot driver, but like I found everyone else. I was like, oh, okay. So oh, you're like, you're like, you're like the, the guy that modifies his body. I'm not into that. I want to know more about like the crazy, the crazy Kung Fu training shit. He gave me more like, of like a, a Terminator vibe, which I guess is why uh, I liked it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I still okay. love, I, I love, that. I like, don't get me wrong. I love all of it. I like all of it. Like all of it's probably like my second favorite character, like period. The, the, mm -hmm. the man's is just like all of a, yeah. all of it. Like, I don't understand anybody, anything about that man, except for the fact that he's literally just a giant hulking muscle of mass. And like, is just muscle itself. And he's like, man, like, I guess you can't even shoot me anymore. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, are you talking about? Are you talking about biscuit? Biscuit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my biscuit. god! Yeah, biscuit love, is the best. He walks into a room of like twenty black belts. He's like, "Can I have a black belt?" I'm like, well, you see, yeah, it yeah. takes a lot of training and effort. And he beats one of them. And he's like, "If I beat all of them, can I have a black belt?" <laughs> yeah, it's like he's trying to get his his oh god, his fifth level black belt in judo, and it's like. He doesn't even have a white belt yet. <laughs> well, I yeah. mean, like, my favorite part about that point is like he fights the dude, like the, the master and like the master pseudo like pseudo trains him Shibakawa. and he, he explains it to him as he's going along. And then he's like, oh, like this. And it's just like crack. And you're like, oh, uh. like that. <laughs> like, I just. Yeah, and then in like the second season, when they're at the tournament, Biscuits in the in the fight, he's just like. You just got to do the same thing over and over again. It'll work eventually. <laughs> I just keep whacking this dude on the head. Eventually, he'll fall over. <laughs> I think. So this is this is my introduction to Baki actually was the the final Raitai tournament. I okay. inadvertently watched that first like four ah. years ago. It was like oh, really? I was doing like a like I was doing that like old YouTube binge where it shows clips and then I found it like on my anime list and then was like mm -hmm. okay well like and then I went and watched it I think it was like on one of the older like streaming anime sites and so I was like oh this is cool and so I watched that whole thing first so it was really weird for me to, like watch the the pre part and then that and then go back and watch some of the old stuff because I did it all in reverse order um so to this day I'm still perpetually mystified by Muhammad Ali's return <laughs> Oh, to the to end everything. Well, that's, <laughs> so that's um that's actually one of the things I think is like really interesting. A lot of or some of the characters, like uh Biscuit being one of them, are based off of like real real people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and so the fact that he when he when I was reading it, I was like, what the fuck? Like, how are you just gonna bring out Muhammad Ali? Like yeah. this feels like a little like I don't know where this is going. But he uses um, he uses Muhammad Ali 
and his encounters and relationship with uh, Yojiro to really drive home how he feels like at, like narratively the purpose of people training to fight and it's to protect people who can't protect themselves. And so like that's it's very interesting uh, that like philosophically a lot of a lot of stuff doesn't dive again like directly into one side or like enough of reality to make it feel impactful. Yeah. Um, but by introducing Muhammad Ali and then having their interactions with he, like their conversation with each other that night when he was training. Right. Um, it sort of made me think about, Oh, like this is a real world perspective. I haven't considered about people who decide to pick all of this stuff up. Like maybe this is like a motivating factor for some people that I wouldn't consider because I'm not necessarily a combative person uh, that would like want to engage in a fight. But some people are like that. So I thought that was it's just really interesting that this there's this continued theme that the strength that you gain only has value if you're using it to protect something important. Uh, and so you can you can see the ascension of that even in the combatants that Baki faces the the entire time. Uh, because they all start out as like random scrappers from the street. And at the end it's, you know, the grand Raitai tournament and it's people who like, this only happens once every hundred years and it's the best of the best of the best Yeah, who are, who, and these are people who fight for and protect individuals in like different regions of, you know, the world. So it's, it's really interesting to see like a relatively philosophical concept brought home like again and again and again it's one of the reasons why i like the show a lot i i i don't really think there's too much else to say about that point in specifics just because i think you nailed it all down like (laughs) like that and that's one of the things that i enjoy about anime i guess in in its entirety is the ability to do that without losing a sense of the story like because i feel like a lot of times in other in other forms of media that we get like a lot of these bigger movies and so on and so forth, you end up losing some of that philosophical depth for mm-hmm. like insanity and like in anime, we're going to talk about Hunter Hunter. No, I was, question. I wasn't going to yet. If you want ah. me to talk about Hunter Hunter, like the Paul can find a way to put Hunter Hunter into pretty much anything. You're not wrong. Well, it, it, the, it, but, it, but one like, of his points with it is the philosophical. One of my favorite. So Hunter Hunter sits in my top three favorite anime of all time. Simply because the ending of Hunter Hunter's last two arcs are some of the most interesting philosophical discussions on humanity in general that I've ever seen portrayed Mm -hmm. in a in a a visual media, right? Like the ending is twofold. The first side of it is those who have something to protect are willing to do absolutely anything to protect it, even if it's like heinous and irredeemable and like. And this is the second side of that, which is like, it's so very unlike animals, which when you beat somebody, you're willing to just like leave them alone. Like when an animal beats some another animal in a fight, they're like, go lick your wounds. Like, you know, you've been beat, piss off. Right. But like humans as a general rule, and this is shown like in, in Hunter Hunter and stuff like Ender's Game, etc. It's like, no, it's like annihilated. Like, I don't care. Like never again. I refuse to let this present itself ever again. Like I do everything I possibly can so that you never have a chance to be where you are now again right and that's like a human philosophical concept Mm. and so like the end of hunter hunter is all about that 
the entire last like cool. last half of the, the final arc is literally dedicated to that concept. And then the final act of that is dedicated to the flip side of that, which is like, you're also very willing to go against everything that is originally held dear to you, like your family, like everything that your family thinks should be right. Like you're willing to go against that to save people you care about, even at the expense of like your own reputation and like your own system. And then also like a great little father son story where like you, you know, kid finally meets his dad and his dad's like, this is why I did what I did. This explains this thing. This is why I was trying to let you get to where I am. So then we can also go on adventures because if you weren't able to get to where I am, you can't get to adventures by yourself. So like, it's these three deep philosophical concepts at the end of an entire anime that like mm. is the reason I love that. And that's why, you know, company was pointing cool. out that I talk about Hunter Hunter so much is because like, <laughs> like it's just, you don't find those things in traditional media as much as you would, you know, in, in anime, like, we, we've come to enjoy it. So, you know, your point about Baki pro- progressively, like, getting yeah. more and more things to protect at some level so he gets stronger and stronger is, is a whole thing. And I think, you know, I mean, we got to talk about the, the scene where, like, you know... It... <laughs> Go ahead. Go on. We're, we're going to talk Come about... On, we're going to talk about sex because apparently... Yes. <laughs> They go there. I don't like. I mean, they do. I just like. I don't know where to like continue with that point. I know, but like, like what, like, (laughs) oh, where do babies come from? Oh my god, the goose, Nate, the goose, the goose. Okay, wait, they come from a goose. It's a stork from the stork. (laughs) It's a stork. I know. I said goose. No. Okay. I just say the goose. (laughs) Paul, back to the point. Back to the point. I just. So from somebody who's not married, right, or, like, ever right. spent any, like, significant amount of my energy in that direction, sure. like, it was very, especially at the time when I first originally watched that second season, was like, this uh-huh. is so weird, you uh-huh. know, like, because I watched that when I was, like, 15, <laughs> you know, I was sure. like, huh, you know, and so, like, I just, I, it didn't comprehend there, like, what the functional application of that was. You know, and then you get a little yeah. bit older and you're like, whoa, <laughs> emotional connections, yeah. one hell of a drug, bud. Yeah. You know, yeah. and like, ah, like, I don't know where to go from that because like that topic's so interesting to talk about. And I like, there's so many different ways you could take that because it ends up being like, what is, what is a thing to protect other than that, which you mm-hmm. love? Yeah. Well, the other thing that's interesting about Baki's journey is that everybody assumes he's doing what he wants to do because like he wants to become the strongest like right yeah and his he doesn't he doesn't give a shit that's not what he wants he just wants to fight his dad and he knows and he's like unfortunately that's my dad so like he's like you know (laughs) he's like it happens to coincide i love the mentality of if he was the weakest creature in the world as long as i'm not the weakest yeah good enough for me just want to kick his ass (laughs) yeah so it's a very uh so it's a very like he has a very singular purpose which is counter to the expectations of everyone around him yeah um which is by definition, the hero's journey, you break with culture and do what you think you need to do. So I actually I actually find that those two concepts really interesting because a lot of us have problems when like 
you know, let's say somebody wants you to do something and they think that and, you know, the second you do it, they're gonna be like, ah, it's because they want X when in reality, you know, your motivation is completely different. And sometimes a lot of us are resistant to walking that path, even if it is something that is good for us and might make our lives better in a general sense, because we don't want to appear to be like giving in to these people because they don't know. Um, Baki never gives a shit, (laughs) like never once. And so I think it's for me, I thought that was a good lesson. I was like, oh, wow, like literally his whole life, he was moving in the direction people expected him to. Um, but he never once was like worried about whether or not they knew why he was doing it. They didn't, he didn't need them to understand that. I think it's also like a good lesson. I think it's also kind of jarring when like you go back. So for anybody who like hasn't watched the whole thing, you're just like, oh my God, like his, like his father's a monster and he like has this weird, like obsession with killing him or at least fighting him and beating him. But like, yeah, but like if you've watched all of the old stuff and you like figure out about his mom and like how his dad is inadvertently one of the biggest pieces of shits in the world while also simultaneously being the strongest and most protective person in the world. Like, yeah, you have this weird conception of Baki's doing whatever he wants because he wants to just be the strongest in that. And that you're right. Like you have this whole point about the hero's journey. So like and it's interesting. He just progressively gets more and more to protect like at first, you know. You know, like you, at the very end, he's like, okay, I'm protecting me, mm-hmm. my girl, and now my friends. And like, I didn't want to kill Muhammad Ali Jr. And I'm glad yeah. his dad protected him because I really honor and respect him. And like, you know, it's, it's this thing that progressively gets more and more like selfless while being like, yeah, but I also got to go kick my dad's ass. Like, I got to go kick my yeah. old man, you know, in, in the teeth. So I really enjoyed that about the series, how it like progressively paints him with more and more complexity as you yeah. find out more and more about his fights how did you how did you how did you like the how did you like seeing Yojiro fight for the first time like actually fight against that old man I don't even know if it was so much about Yojiro as it was <laughs> like the dichotomy you know what I mean yeah I thought it was really interesting because at some level, I was like, well, at some level, I don't think we've really seen Yujiro fight because like he was kind of like playing that and he makes it and, it and it makes it very apparent that like there came a point where he was like, oh, this is how this all works. Because like he goes literally, he's like, I will never use this again. Like he uses the old man's technique in reverse and he's like, I'll never use this again. Now, like it's not worth it. Like I could. I've just shown you that I can. But no, you know what I mean? I don't need it. Now that I've proven I'm better than you, I'm going to do it again, but with my own hands. So, like, it's just a weird, again, I feel like that whole fight was, like, dichotomy, which is almost, in one essence, showing Baki himself that, like, you can do both. Like, it was, it was, I haven't read the rest of it. But, like, that gives me a very particular feeling about, like, how the, the rest of it is literally, like, Baki realizing that you can absolutely be both and, like, proving to his dad that, like, one is not a form of weakness nor is another inherently absolute strength is an interesting concept, mm. you know, particularly because the old man dies, like, of old age right there, like, on, on the field before he could actually beat him. I mean, yes, he dies and then he like, comes uh, back, but he dies, you know, like, very, very 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 interesting you know again philosophical point 
you know, which is like, what, which one is more right? And I think, you know, Baki's whole journey is to prove that neither. So. I agree. <laughs> this has been a, a great discussion. Very I'm insane. just enjoying myself. Like, <laughs> honestly. I'm just, I'm, I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Me showing up to half of my mandatory meetings. <laughs> guys, <laughs> guys, real quick. We're going to take a quick ad break now that we're, uh, okay. we're a decent yeah. way in. Uh, mm-hmm. check, a, check a message from uh, one of our sponsors. Hey guys, Paul from Rare Drop here. Just wanted to give you guys a quick update because we've officially launched our Rare Drop roleplay brand with three separate campaigns for you to enjoy. It all starts on Tuesdays with Rare Drop Roleplay Reckoning Hour hosted by Captain Robert and crew. On Wednesdays, our roleplay adventures continue as T-Rex hosts Rare Drop's Bizarre Adventure. And then we cap the week off with our third roleplay campaign on Sundays, Ancient Relics and Hokey Religions hosted by our friends at J&J Table top we hope to see you this week for some amazing fun and creative storytelling and don't forget to check out the website for the latest content merch and updates on all things rare drop hope to see you soon guys welcome back to episode 13 with professor broman hi we're just ah baki's fun good conversations i i kind of want to jump back real quick to like the older stuff that we got into in the middle bit of news just because it was okay like what other random anime have you seen that you want like questions answered about? Because we started answering your questions about slime, right? But like, oh, what yeah, other yeah, stuff yeah. that like do you want from our perspective? Yeah. Oh man. Um. Let me see. Why? Okay, hang on. Okay, why do people like One Piece? Tim. Go. Oh, that's oh god, that's a Pandora's <laughs> box. That's a hundred percent, hundred percent a Pandora's box. Okay, have you so, ever heard of Stockholm syndrome? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nate, I wasn't going there immediately, but I definitely was getting to that. Um, what? So, so they just feel trapped. One Piece, I like think. the beauty of One Piece's manga is the fact that you can pick it down, or you can put it down, pick it back up. The problem with the anime is, is if you do that. You're going to miss 30 episodes, and you don't know if that episode is filler or real. Ah. So then you have to go to another website and find out if it's filler or real. Or you just have to watch all of them, and it just becomes a, like, once you're, you know, 900 episodes in, you're not going to give up. Really, like... To put, it, to put that in perspective, like, the reason I have not watched One Piece yet, Ben, is because it yeah. collectively, back-to-back, if you did everything, and, like, you left the, 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 the opening and ending in... It's over 26 straight days of anime. 24 hours. God day damn. Periods. So like, there's a level of, I just don't have that kind of time in my heart at the moment to invest to a singular anime. You know what I mean? Like if I had watched it at the beginning and I was caught up with all 1,083 episodes or whatever it is right now, like, sure. Like, I'd love to be into One Piece because like, who has problems with pirates with superpowers? Nobody. <laughs> like, if you have problems with pirates and superpowers, I may want to have a conversation with you. We just want to <laughs> talk, right? But yeah, th- the flaw of One Piece is that simultaneous fact of like, it is nine hundred, a thousand episodes of pirate it's goodness. Nine hundred and forty right now. Okay. It's nine hundred and forty-nine to be exact. <laughs> there you go. So, like, I was just gonna round up to nine hundred and fifty, but it's approximately three hundred and eighty hours. 
of anime. Yeah, see, that's see, a lot don't... of anime, bro. <laughs> no, you got tired just that. thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that made me want to take a nap. <laughs> so, so if that's you sat stressful. there and watched all 949 episodes, at that point you would just commit to it, right? Like you'd come back to it every single week. And One Piece is absolutely great. Um, Oda does a great job threading plot lines from chapter one all the way to current. Some of them, we still haven't, like, actually gotten to pull on them and see where ah, they go. Okay. So, especially in the manga where, like, you have these special panels at the start of every chapter that tell the story of other characters that are going on, and those special panels will be referenced later in the manga. Ah, okay. So if you're not paying cool. attention, you'll miss a whole shit ton of stuff. Yeah. That, okay. okay. So it has a lot of, re like replayability in the sense of like you can rewatch it and you'll get something out of it almost every time you'll learn was something it, you'll see something was it you mm. that i was trying to do the math with on like if we watched eight up like one episode of one piece a day how long it would take to finish one piece and yeah at the rate that it's coming out by the time we finished what's currently out it would have added like four more years of content or something yeah something like that if you watch it's absurd one yeah it's it's ridiculous um like, like I, the, I'm current with the manga, and if I put it down for more than five weeks, I'm like, I'm not coming back to it until, like, I finish literally everything else and everything I'm doing in my life. So I'll see you in a year. I'm, this is why I'm glad I'm illiterate. It's really <laughs> um, easy not having to read. Uh, oh my god. So, like, that's, that, and that's the thing about One Piece. It's like, it's great. Every, like, the story's there. The characters are there. Like, if you go watch, uh, like, the clips and the fights on YouTube, like, it's there. You don't even have to, like, jump into One Piece to do it. Like, you can enjoy it in chunks, you know? But at the same time, of course, you have, like, you know, 949 I episodes. I really to get enjoyed about, like, 150 of the 300 episodes I've watched. Yeah, and the thing is, is there's, a, like, the first 12 arcs are really, really, really good, except for one of them. <laughs> he one knows, of them is a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to guess even, where I stopped watching. You know what the best part is? Is even Oda has admitted that this arc, he fucked it up. He, he fucked it up. He didn't like Scooby Doo the the arc. Yeah. Okay. It's called Thriller Bark. Um, which if you haven't figured it out, it's it is it's Scooby Doo. It's Scooby Doo the manga for like a hundred chapters, and it's oh a living God. hell. Uh, and it's actually scooby-doo it's like cartoon zombies and they're like oh no man they're gonna find us it's like, it's it's by the time you get to it the end of it you're you're just glad it's over and i have never experienced that in the rest of one piece where i'm like i just want this to end <laughs> yeah <sighs> nice. the only other thing that i've had that experience with as of late was that one little section in god of high school in the oh yeah, I there's a yeah, no, no, no. hunter hunter. Oh, that, but see, that's because you hate bugs. Like that's not because it's bad. That's because you have a deathly fear of like. And maybe like, if like, there weren't giant wasps stabbing people through the chest, I wouldn't have a fear of them. <laughs> <laughs> see, you know what? I feel see, like that's a relatively reasonable. A hundred percent, I agree. <laughs> I just, you know, when Comfy got up uncomfortable, like he was like, oh, guys, I'm going to watch Hunter Hunter. Tim and I just looked at each other and kind of chuckled for a minute because the entire last arc is literally chimera ants, which is literally like anthropomorphized animals that like have superpowers almost. 
fighting against the main characters and comfy just had moments of like it's an actual ant trying to run at this character and chase him i am now mortally terrified <laughs> huh yeah but it matters and it works and it's real good art in my opinion but yeah uh Ben, if you look in the guest house channel of the yes. Discord, you can see yes. what one of these ants looks like. Oh hey. no, which one did you post? Guest house. That's a weird ass ant. Yes, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the queen. Yes, oh. that is. Thanks, I hate it. Why, why, do, why, do, I, why do we allow this? Because you, you looked, because you looked. Okay, to be fair, I did say what it was going to be. That's yeah, and I don't know why I clicked anyway. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, not my fault then. Um, I just like, and that's the thing that I love about about one piece side note i want to say you should probably watch god of high school because all the things that you mentioned about baki are very very relatively i know we talked about a little bit before the podcast officially started but like the author and the guys and studio mappa made very very careful paid very careful attention the guy that fights with tai chi in the beginning you can see him actually practicing tai chi the guy that fights with taekwondo fights with taekwondo Mori's Taekwondo is renewal Taekwondo, which means it actually uses punches and kicks, um, which is also a side note of uh, traditional like Taekwondo that was done in the Korean Wars, like which is actually a thing. Taekyeon is also used. You have um, uh, what's uh, what's Ken Kenpo the Kenpo. various. Uh, oh God, it's Blackfist Karate. I don't remember the ch the full Chinese name for it. Yeah. Um, the Blackfist karate. Uh, Mira's sword style is actually a mirror of an actual sword fighting technique, mm -hmm. um, except for her swordless stuff because, like, that's just like a you know woohoo. It's it's just hand swords. Anyway, yeah. like you have all of and, and in all of these fights, you see the different variations of it, and then like at mm -hmm. close to the end, you have um, Tekion, which is like kind of a journeyman's Taekwondo kind of thing, like from before mm -hmm. Taekwondo was officially like made if i remember correctly versus like taekwondo and so like you see them like actually going at it and like the Tekion users like by the way let me remind you of the weaknesses of taekwondo and points them out and starts kicking his ass in the middle of this fight and is like let me remind you of your weaknesses because you're so high and mighty right now and just starts whooping his ass and like you see all these like little things like that that go through it and now we're getting we're getting to the point where it's a again like when you get to like a certain point in baki you're kind of like We've kind of dropped the actual fighting out of the window, but yeah. it's still like a good time, and that's very much what God of High School is. Um, it's it's, it's somewhere between Baki and Dragon Ball on the the levels of like yeah. superhuman, at least for series for the first season. After that, it kind of it's somewhere past Dragon Ball, but not quite like One Piece. I think that's fair. Okay. See, see, Why? I would argue, I would argue that like where it is is just beyond dragon ball except it still maintains all of its like actual technical the fighting is fighting. actually still there like, yeah exactly like so this is in dragon ball right like and this is because like the the style of dragon ball came out when you were having to do like flash frames of like oh look they're hitting each other and it's like explosions in the distance ha ha ha, ha right but like we've gotten to the point now where like you can sit down in an anime and like actually watch hand-to-hand -hand combat unfold in real time whether that's stuff from like OG, OG like Cowboy Bebop to like some of the newer stuff that's coming out where you see like this this actual contact. Um, it's somewhere in between that and like late game Dragon Ball, which is kind of like blurry stuff, you know, but like it, it, it definitely emphasizes a little bit more superhuman once you get into it. So All right. I think you'll really uh, enjoy it. It, it finishes the, its last episode 
this coming Monday. So okay, so I can be able to watch the whole thing. Yes, you can. Yeah, you'll be able to sit down and watch the whole thing. I also really would like. I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil you on the anime that started this podcast. Okay, Tower of God. Okay, we were. It's funny note. We were gonna originally name this podcast Tower of Pod as a joke, like Tower of Ah, Podcast, because like that's how formulative. That's that's how formulative this was for us. Sure. Yeah. Um, the reason the three of us were literally talking anime for five to six hours a night is because the show came out. It's a Crunchyroll original based on a webtoon original. Um, mm. The webtoon is now four hundred and eighty nine chapters in, I believe. Holy crap! I'll go look. But it's check. it's I don't even. Whew, how do I explain this properly? Um. Oh my goodness! I don't even know where to start, other than like so, it's probably so dude. So, because like I'm trying to figure out how to explain it without starting at the end, because like if I start like with what who Bam actually is, like it ruins the whole thing, right? 485 chapters, by 85. the way. Yeah. Okay. So like you get this main character, who in the very beginning you have no idea who he is, no idea what they are, and they suddenly okay. are running with a girl. And then the girl goes, I'm leaving you to climb the tower. Okay. You have no idea what the tower is. Goes okay. through this giant open gate. It's fucking gorgeous. Soundtrack's incredible. Kevin Pekin's Kevin Pekin's a god. Um, and so absolute god tier. then Bam is sitting there left crying over her as she leaves and then gets pulled into that same gate and enters the tower. Mm. To give you an idea, the tower is a place within the universe in which beings control a substance or a variation of a substance called shinsu um which grants you properties such as the more shinsu you're able to control a uh, stronger body like physical stronger body immortality okay. the ability to like control it in various forms of elemental power and or uh-huh. like um psychic variations um you're allowed to create things you're allowed to use it as like water like as a water beam you can use it to create like your variation of it within your family uses it as like cherry blossom flowers that are like a flower, like, like petal attack almost. They're like a heat shimmer. Yeah, It's like a heat shimmer. You have variations that allow you to literally become energy itself. You like, like it's, it is infinitesimally complex like that in terms of the, the system of Shinsu. Um, it's almost as if you're taking the concept of like Bruce Lee's like, become water except mm-hmm. like you're using that concept as your power it's really interesting cool. neat and then the the context of that is bam's journey from floor zero of the tower to the top mm-hmm. to become the king of the tower and overthrow mm-hmm. the current king named jihad but you don't quite know enough of that mm-hmm. i'm trying to sell you a little bit into the future i'm interested i was gonna say all I'm going to say is, Jihad's a douche. That's the end of that discussion. <laughs> That's the tea. Wait, what? Right, You're saying right. that the big evil bad no, 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 guy no, no. of this entire series is not a great human being? I was just going to point out I that. would never say such a thing. <laughs> and then the character that Bam is perpetually chasing after is named Rachel. Um, and she's the girl that you see at the beginning. Her name is Rachel. And I don't want to spoil too much other than uh the whole first the first 12 episodes of this are basically the prologue 
Okay. Yeah, that's actually a good way to describe it. The, the first the 12 first episodes series. are the prologue of everything. To put in perspective how much I like the prologue, I watched two episodes, then read 478 chapters of the webtoon in three days. That was pretty solid. Yeah, I like, was like <laughs> on chapter 200 or so because a, a friend solid. had talked to me about it like a couple weeks before the show started. So I was like reading at a reasonable pace and not staying up for 72 hours. Um, and Paul goes, Tim, 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 you've got to read this. <laughs> you have to read yeah. this. I need to talk about it. Stay up and read this for me, please. That's amazing. And, and, and to put it in perspective, like. And then I did this. I did that exact thing. I yeah. read the, like the next 270 chapters. Um, it, I, I want you to think about the series as the Lord of the Rings of anything you've ever read or seen anime wise. Okay. I think that's about an appropriate I'm, description. You've sold Tim, me. Right? I'll check it out. It's on the list now. Yeah. I just really like the animation style, even though everybody hates it for some reason. No, I love okay. it. Um, I, to put it like... Paul, let, let me give a I little just, more backstory on go the ahead. creation of the webtoon. Go ahead. So the, the author was... It, during his uh, forced Korean military service, he would take his time on breaks, and while he was like laying in his bunk, to sketch out this huge universe. He has five webtoons that all take place in this universe that are separate pieces. And the only one that you can currently read in English is Tower of God because he's pulled those from the site so that people don't spoil it. Like, these are, they're sort of interconnected. And hmm. it's just, like, he had finished Tower of God before he got out of the military. So he's just wow. spent the last 10 years developing the story like this is like he knows exactly where he's going the whole time that's pretty fucking cool it's okay I'm it sold. is it is entirely and i'm not exaggerating it is my favorite anime world i've ever dived into period hands down no questions asked yeah like it's deeply philosophical it's deeply like relational it's very like intellectually impactful in regards to what the characters decide and why like for example um bam goes up the tower with a guy named coon and coon mm -hmm. is a son of the coon family i mean i guess his real name is aguero but that's a, yes coon aguero and aguero agnes i guess i'll set it up this way real quick point because i guess this also matters too in the tower is rule the tower is rule this is why that's i keep why saying this getting really long well but like that's it the really crazy is. part is like the whole thing is so intertwined everywhere that's awesome that like if you miss a thing it shows itself later and then you go wait i have to go check on that thing that i don't quite remember because that actually matters here the point that i'm making here is that the tower is functionally ruled by 12 people groups the people towers groups. originally climbed um, because the tower pre-existed before the ruling class ruled it. This is the crazy, like, this is the fun part. And so the 12 people who came into the tower, who climbed to the top and now rule it, are all people who came from outside the tower that the tower chose to bring inside. Hmm. Um, and they're called irregulars. And so those people got to the top of the tower, and Jihad made a contract with the tower's administrator itself to be the king of the tower, and now nobody born inside the tower can kill him. Huh. And doesn't also hurt that he's like the strongest person in the tower except for two people that we can't name because that would spoil the whole thing he basically okay. decided to kill god but instead of killing god said actually can you make it so that nobody's allowed to kill me thank you very much <laughs> yes i would like to kill god 
and become God, <laughs> but make it so that no one can kill me, please and thank you. Wild. Just put, put the asterisks right there. Right. <laughs> and so, like, you have the world which is set up around the, the 12 families of the 12 people who now branched out and have families, because they're all immortal, so, like, everybody's immortal mm. unless you die by getting killed. Right? And so those families basically rule the tower. You and so killing me would be enough to make me die. <laughs> and so you have an expansive world in which the lore stretches back like 6,000 years. And you've known about the last 2,000. And to put it in perspective, the towers, I think it's 134 floors at current. 135. 135. And so 135 is the relevant is the relevant floor that yes. matters. And so Jihad and the 12 family members made that climb in somewhere like 300 years by themselves. To give you a perspective of what it takes a regular person who goes to the bottom of the tower to try and climb the tower to become a ranker climbs the tower. It's approximately two to three thousand. Oh, wow. OK, then there's there characters in the series who are known as prodigies. One of them you meet at the very end of season one here because they flash him, who like is an integral character in season two. He did it in 50. Oh, wow. Okay. Another character that you meet at the very beginning, Yuri Jihad, who you'll see in the first episode, which is why I have no issue spoiling it. <laughs> she did it in 500. Okay. So, and like, she is known as like the prodigy of them all because like, the, the, the guy that did it in 50 is, is special. He's, he's also an irregular. He's, he's also, also a cheating bastard. So, <laughs> and so like the the way the world works is that if you're born inside the tower, you have limits established by the tower. Like the administrators of each of the floors of the tower are like, this is how much power you can use. You better chill the fuck out, otherwise I'm going to get angry at you and beat your ass down. Um, but if you're an irregular, those rules don't apply because you're not from the tower, so you have yeah, no yeah. such contract. The and contract so, with the tower says, um, yeah, we don't give a shit what you do. Just do whatever just, you want. Just don't don't kill Jihad yet. Yeah, that's <laughs> okay. that's that's your only that's the only condition. Don't kill him. Not that you can't like not that you physically can't, but like, don't, don't. please don't. <laughs> OK, we have a and plan. The, and then in the finality to give like the rest of it, like its end is the thing that he established about the world in general is that it works on an established rule of fate. Hmm. Everything is ordained from the beginning okay. to the end. Unless acted upon by two forces in the universe. Okay. One is an axis and the other is a higher axis. <laughs> okay. An axis is a being that exists within that plane of the universe that has absolute authority over it all. Okay. And so if they say something, it just goes. It happens. The universe itself that they exist in responds to such a thing. Okay. And then they have accesses above them that are part of like the world that contains that world in which if the access outside deems it so, they are then processed into it. So it's this like ever evolving like line of fate. Very much like the Greek idea of like top down ordinance. Yeah. But like in a factual world in which he's built so that like that's the reason he pulled everything out except for Tower of God is because like it exists within that universe. And so, so we're getting to ex yeah, other axes that we've seen in the other stories that it's like, OK, we can't have these guys existing for other people right now because they'll 
they'll just get all confused. So the tower itself has an axis, which we have yet to meet at current in the, the webtoon. And then there there's obviously an axis outside of the tower that kind of just whips out his dick in the locker room whenever he feels <laughs> like it. Okay. Basically. That's kind of how he deems things to be. It's just, and, and, and if you can put all of that into one package, you have Tower of God. Okay. And like, I lost my mind. It's the reason this podcast started. Like, it's my, my favorite hands down. So I kind of wanted to sell you on God of High School as a Crunchyroll original, and then Tower of God as a Crunchyroll original, just because I think they're so very good. They're very, very well done descriptions of what anime is becoming. And the fact that we're no longer just getting stuff that's like, remakes of old or or stuff that is limited to a japanese you know world of view or even just like a short term here's two seasons like good job like we're finally reaching into stuff that is set to be the next one pieces and i'd rather like if you enjoy things as much as like you know we've had this you know in this discussion that you like you get on some of these trains early so you're not like oh look i have to spend 28 days of my life trying to get into one piece Oh, yeah, no, for sure. I don't want to do so. that. <laughs> Anything else you want to ask now that I've finished my Tower of God rant? <laughs> yeah. no, I'm good, yeah, man. Now that I you're think, allowed uh, to speak. <laughs> now that I can talk again. Uh, no, I got, I'm good. I need to wrap up, though. No, that's, that, is, that was the plan. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> okay, okay, guys, gonna we're going we're gonna to finish off with everybody's favorite part of the episode. So, yes, this is, this is the, uh, the true best content of the show i can't okay. believe it's a light novel title comfy go okay so uh light novels and anime as we said earlier have some really long and weird names yes um this is the longest name that i found uh i'm gonna try to read all of it out but i'm just gonna need you to bear with me because it is a little ridiculous okay the light novel title is uh my life is just as wrong as I expected after traveling to another world where I'm surrounded by cute girls at a magical high school and I'm also the fabled hero of legend. But before I tell you that story, I have to tell you this story in which I was walking along with my unbelievably impossibly cute younger sister who doesn't like me at all. And she said to me it was my fault she wasn't popular no matter how she looked at it. As we walked to school together and we stopped to look at a garden which had a flower whose name I don't remember. <laughs> When suddenly a portal opened up to another world and when I landed in a field and my face was buried in the largest pair of boobs I'd ever seen and my sister hit me and called me an idiot while blushing. But then the girl I landed on saw the birthmark on my hand and gasped and she grabbed my hand and I blushed but she started dragging me away and my sister got mad and chased after us and I asked where we are going and she said she was taking us to the Grimheart Magic School. She was the school president, and then I gasped because I was now in a magical world, and when we got to the school, which was a giant castle, I asked the girl what her name was, and she said it was Akane Yusha, which I thought was a tad strange since she had blonde hair and blue eyes, and the entire aesthetic of the school seemed very ancient European, but I forgot about all of that when she told me we needed to see the headmaster because she had been taught that the mark on my hand was the symbol of the reincarnation of the legendary dragon hero of legendary literature. And I said that was a cool thing to be taught because at our school, the only book we learned was Atlas Shrugged. And she asked what that, <laughs> she asked what that was. And I told her I was the book our society based its philosophy on a speech from. 
He asked me to recite the speech, which I did, and the speech went, for 12 years you have been asking <laughs> dot dot dot. I want you to know that's actually the title, that is not the description. Fucking that's the awful. <laughs> <laughs> that's awful. We've been saving that for the whole that's, that's, season that's terrifying. of the podcast. <sighs> Holy so shit. We, we were saving that for literally, so anime revolves in 12 to 13 week cycles. You have 12 ah. to 13 episode seasons, so this is the final like episode of the season, so it's the season finale for us. Right. And so we were like, oh, I guess we're saving that for the season finale. I guess I guess Ben's gonna be here for the longest light novel title we've ever used ever. Amazing. It just went. It just kept going. It doesn't I stop. I was never sure when it was gonna end, <laughs> and that was the worst part. So is it like, good? I don't know. Is it? Or is that the whole thing? Why, how dare you not read it? I'm offended. Uh, I'm illiterate. We've we've established this. Ah, I see. Me too. Okay, and then can we can we can we spoil the first one that kicked it off with the the, the hot spring? Oh, the yes. I, I was reincarnated as a hot spring, but it's not like being inside you feels good or anything. That's an actual light novel too. <laughs> oh my god! The look on your face was priceless. That's Nothing. weird. <laughs> this is Welcome this to the world of light novels. novels. <laughs> that's just that's I, yes. just just comfy. Literally weekly goes into a, a a light novel database and goes, "Let's find the best one for this week." I love it. So, guys, <laughs> thank you for listening to episode 13 of Studio Blank. Uh, real quick, Ben, hit us with announcements and or where they can find you on the internet. Hi, I'm, I'm, I'm Ben Bowman. You may also know me as Professor Broman everywhere on the internet if you put at in front of the word I just said. And also, uh, we have a lot of cool stuff happening at Rare Drop all the time, so make sure you listen to all of the Rare Drop podcasts, otherwise you will be sad about all of the content you're already missing. He's not wrong, can confirm as employee. Okay. I'm not can contracted. Can confirm as uh, <laughs> not employee. Uh, missing I'm not under podcasts. contract to say that. <laughs> I, I'm just here. I... I can't confirm or deny anything, but I trust them. I'll, I'd listen to them. Comfy, where can they find you on the internet? Oh, you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Twitch at Comfamous, because those are places that I post things and do things. Hey, Tim, where can people find you? Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter and Twitch, uh, and again on Twitter. But uh, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Syndixatrix, S-Y-N-D-A-X-A-T-R-I-X. I cannot wait until the... I can change my name. Um, soon. One day. One day. Soon. I just need that Twitch account to, to deactivate and that name to become available and I can become Cinda officially. Um, uh, uh, and then you can catch him doing all of the memes and all of the things at our Studio Blank Pod yes, account on Studio Twitter. Studio Blank Pod on Twitter. You can find me running that, being the meme lord that I am, uh, running two Twitter accounts and just memeing constantly. And, and guys, Paul, where do they find you? You can find me on, uh, on Twitter at I underscore love underscore Mondays, M-U-N-D-A-Y-S, and then on uh, Twitch without the underscores. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the season finales that are here to come. We'll see you next time.